Hello everyone and welcome to the third episode of Zenit Time, a Zenit political podcast of IECP Student Society. We restart this year and every two weeks we are going to discuss about big topics that affect our life, analyzing the history, the current situation and the future outlook. My name is Arturo Chiovini and I'm here with my two co-hosts, uh, Eduardo Rovetta. Hello everyone. And Ashley Dore. Hey everyone, thanks for the introduction. Today we are going to discuss about the Green Party in Europe, analyzing the history, uh, the difference between uh, the countries and what could happen in the future. In our analysis, we will cover three main countries, France, Italy and Germany. And we will see that in those countries, the Green Party had different results and a different approach. Those topics are quite important because in the past year, the Green Party gained and increased the significant uh, results. And in the future, we are going to have this year the, the election in, uh, in Germany in September, next year in France and in two years uh, in Italy. So it's quite important to understand those topic. We will start uh, with, uh, with Ashley talking about the France. So I will leave you uh, the, the place and you will present basic, basically the case of France. Indeed, thanks. Um, and indeed, yeah, so I'll go for a brief history of uh, the French Green Movement and then the parties that have sort of existed within this movement. Um, so basically, the, the story starts in the early 70s in France, um, pretty much after two events. Uh, first of all, the May 1968 uh, general protests, which really uh, were quite significant in the French political landscape. Um, and, and we'll discuss what happened. And then uh, on the other side, you also have the uh, Club of Rome uh, report in the end of the 60s. So this beginning trend in, in the world going against the sort of uh, classic, I guess, neoliberal um, stream of thought, or at least capitalistic um, economy. So uh, the, the first real Green Party is indeed um, in the early 70s. And what's important to realize is that from the very beginning, you have two groups. You have on one side, a lot of people who were traditionally, um, you know, in the left wing parties. So communists, uh, socialists, um, and even anarchists, right? Um, and then you have a group of, you know, extreme environmentalists. So these two groups have similar goals. That's why they've uh, obviously come together. But um, they have very uh, sort of different approaches to those goals. One is more focused on the social side. The other is more focused on yeah, the environmental side. Um, and so this has sort of stayed like this for a long time. Um, and, you know, it's a first element and we can deep dive, but um, it shows that already within this Green Party, there can be some conflicts between the two groups. Anyway, so um, there's quite a few uh, charismatic leaders who lead the, um, uh, the Green Party in France uh, throughout the years. Um, and, and one that's really important is, um, is someone called Antoine Wester, who was uh, the leader in 1986, who took the decision to say that the Green Party was neither left nor right. So really wants to distance himself from, you know, the traditional left parties, traditional right parties to propose an independent movement. Um, could be risky because on its own, this party is not necessarily, you know, doesn't have the resources and the force of the traditional parties. 
Um, but at the same time, you know, it's really to, to focus on their own goals, not be, you know, sort of pushed and pawned by, by other parties. Anyway, um, if you look at their performances, um, it, it's really a story of ups and downs. And often within very few years, right? So, for example, in 1989, uh, they had really good local elections. They did extremely well, actually. And then in the legislative elections of 93, so just four years after, um, it was terrible. It was really terrible. They didn't get a single seat. So um, it, it's consistently been like this. Um, and, and I think that's because one of the reasons is this uh, yeah, lack of unity within the group, lack of finding one uh, sort of common uh, directive. Um, yeah, but in, in any case, you know, uh, they have had positions in governments, always in socialist governments. That's been their sort of fast track ticket into uh, governments. And uh, so they've enjoyed some spells. But um, yeah, otherwise, apart from this, you know, um, coming up to recent history, um, there was a bit of a scare during the last presidential elections where they didn't even have a candidate. Um, but as you know, and we'll discuss, they've done uh, quite well in, in other elections, municipal and European. But this is a, a very quick overview on the uh, the French party on, on, on my side, and uh, I'm sure we'll be able to discuss some of the other, other topics in detail. Great, thanks. Uh, I've got, thanks actually, I've got a question for you. Because uh, today we're going to discuss about three countries that have different electoral system. Uh, mm. Do you think that the, the French electoral system could, could affect the creation of the Green Party? I ask you that because basically we will see after that in Italy and, and in Germany we have like a proportional system with, um, with a strong uh, place and a strong role of the parliament that, yeah. that is different in French. Do you think that this could affect the past, could have been affect the past and the future? So if you look at the European elections, which were done, um, you know, the, the proportional system, um, they did extremely well, you know, very, very well. So this is quite revealing, um, obviously, because uh, if they're not doing well in the French, you know, uh, uh, direct system, at least for the uh, presidential elections, um, you know, it could be because of this. The reason for that is because when you don't have a proportional system, you, they, they need to rely more on having alliances. And at the same time, as just mentioned previously, they don't necessarily want to form alliances. So it kind of goes against each other, right? So um, it, there was recently, again, a debate in the French parliament about bringing a proportional elective system. Obviously, the Green Party is really interested in this because it would be extremely um, yeah, uh, you know, good for them. Um, I forgot the exact number, but I think... Estimates show they could have like five times more deputies in um, in parliament. So it, there's a significant um, uh, stake uh, in that debate. Um, so yeah, it could heavily affect them. Um, but indeed, the current system in France is is not at their advantage. Okay, thank you very much. You you gave us a clear overview of the French dimension. Now we will move to the Italy case. So, Eduardo, could you briefly present the, the Green Party in Italy? Yeah, the uh, Green Party in Italy is a shorter, much shorter and fragmented history than uh, uh, the one in France. Um, the Italian Green Party actually was born in 1986 uh, after, and actually for the campaign, for the uh, referendum 
they propose to lock down all the uh, nuclear power stations uh, in Italy. And uh, after that, uh, um, it remained uh, as a movement uh, inside the, Itali the Italian political spectrum. Um, actually, the uh, Green Party never has never been able to uh, gain uh, any kind of success uh, and any kind of, uh, um, of power in the Italian uh, political spectrum. And this is mainly because uh, of the lack of a real leadership and the inability to detach its politics from the uh, really local, uh, um, really local uh, problems that uh, were happening in, in Italy. Um, this actually led the Italian Green Party to a series of uh, insuccesses um, that uh, uh, led a lot of uh, fragmentation inside the party and a lot of uh, splits uh, inside the party. Now in Italy, for example, we have two different Green Parties that uh, don't really get along with each other and uh, but but they, they they basically have the same uh, ideologies and the same uh, um, they, they propose the same things but they, they don't they don't make any kind of alliances and this is a, a great a, a huge uh, problem from uh, uh, the green the green movements in Italy. Um, historically, uh, from its beginning, uh, the green parties has always been allied with uh, uh, left wing parties, usually far left wing parties. Uh, they, they, they allied many times with uh, the Communist Party and the Socialist Party uh, in the early 2000s and they never been able to uh, emerge from this situation and they actually always been uh, uh, dragged down uh, um, for the alliance to, with, to, with these two, two parties that never gained any kind of support uh, after the end of the First Republic in Italy in the early 1990s. And uh, the biggest success for the uh, Green Party in Italy uh, was uh, the last political election in 2018, when they, um, they got a really uh, low percentage of uh, votes, that was uh, under 3%, and they weren't able to, to, they, to get inside the, the parliament. Now they have a few parliaments uh, in the Italian parliament, but this is because uh, members of other parties uh, decided to leave the parties to, um, to get inside uh, the Green Party. At the last uh, European election that, uh, as we know, as Ashley said, uh, the Green Parties uh, had an exploit, they weren't able to uh, get inside the parliament uh, from the Italian side, of course, but they still got a good result uh, for a party, for an alliance that was actually uh, created a few weeks before the elections. But uh, uh, this is an irrelevant uh, um, data because, uh, as we know, in Italy, um, the Green parties uh, actually uh, got their best result for during the European election. And this is because uh, um, they're perceived by the Italian uh, people as, uh, um, um, I, I'd say, like a European party rather than a local Italian party. And uh, this is, I think, the history of the highly unsuccessful uh, Green Italian uh, party. Thank you very much, Eduardo. Uh, I have a question for you, uh, talking about what you said. You said basically that the Green Party never achieved significant uh, electoral results. But uh, 
can we consider the uh, five star movement movimento 5 stelle as uh, as a green party because basically uh, they cover some of the of the topic that are close to the environment for the protection of the environment this is a really interesting topic and this is because uh, actually the five star movement was born as a protest movement in italy one of the earliest uh, protest movement in europe and uh, yeah they started uh, with some uh, uh, i mean um, taking position in some uh, issues that were mainly linked with uh, environmental uh, issues like for example uh, the tav the high speed train that was uh, that actually is um, is uh, is going to link uh, italy with france and they took a position against the the creation of this train because they um, they said that it would have uh, polluted a lot they would have uh, changed completely the landscape and stuff like that i have to say that momento uh, 5 stelle since uh, it started being uh, a government party so being uh, uh, actually uh, at power in italy they they left a bit their um, environmental uh, Uh, soul, let's say, and this is because uh, they, I'd say, they got more pragmatic. Pragmatic, and for example, uh, there is a huge case uh, in southern Italy, in Taranto, where there is a, a old factory that is called Iva that was owned by a French company that uh, was about to, to close. I mean, uh, is about to close, and uh, the state, the Italian government, they decided to take to buy this factory and to keep it productive. Uh, anyway, we have to say that this uh, uh, this factory is really polluting, and uh, this this whole fact brought uh, to Movimento 5 Stelle a huge amount of critics about that. Anyway, in Italy at the moment, I can say that uh, there are not really um, great uh, environmental parties uh, apart from the, the environment, the, the Green Party, which is, uh, as I said before, really irrelevant for um, national politics. And uh, reading newspapers in Italy, you will notice that uh, um, this is not really a, a great topic uh, for the Italian uh, uh, public opinion. And uh, I think that that makes the, the topic for us even more interesting if we compare the Italian situation with the French situation and uh, as we're going to see with Arturo uh, uh, with the German situation. Uh, thank you, thank you, Eduardo, for um, for your presentation. We will see that the case of Germany it's it's quite different from uh, from the case of Italy and also to the case of France. So, in order to understand uh, the the situation in Germany, we will start uh, from the history. So, basically, the Alliance 90 and the Greens Party uh, was born in 1990. Uh, after the unification of the Germany. And it was made by the, the East side, the Alliance 90, and the Greens, the Grünen, sorry for the pronunciation, that was in the, in the West. Uh, I will consider better the, the West side because it's quite interesting to understand the roots of the party. Uh, on the West, uh, the Greens party was, uh, was made by a movement Because basically, starting from the 70s, there were a huge movement that would like to reduce 
the rule of the nuclear. In particular, they protested against the intermediate range nuclear missile of the NATO. And uh, this, uh, this movement progressively switched to, to, to the party. And exactly 40 years ago, so in the 1980, uh, was born uh, the Green Party. It was an, uh, an heterogeneous group, uh, so made by pacifists, feminists, Marxists, basically all in the, in the left side, with a common topic of the protection of the environment. And uh, some of the, the origin of this movement came from the 68 protest, uh, everything with the anti-nuclear approach. Basically, the four main points was the social justice, the ecological, ecological wisdom, the grassroots democracy and the non-violence. Basically, it was an anti-establishment movement. Uh, for instance, they refused to wear suits and tie, uh, but then they progressively switched uh, and took a rule, a different rule. Starting from uh, 1998, with the main leader, Joschka Fischer, that took the vice president of the Bundestag and uh, the foreign minister, start uh, progressively a different a different period for for the green that uh, were were part of uh, an alliance an alliance with the spd uh, and uh, so basically they took the governmental rule uh, in, uh, in in this period they had some trouble because uh, it happened uh, the war in Kosovo that was one of the main contradictions of the party because it's they were always anti-violence, pacifist, and uh, but they continue the coalition, the Green-Red coalition, till the 2005. Then from the 2005 started the Gross coalition, so they they've been out from uh, from the government and they progressively increase the consensus during the, the Merkel uh, cancellary. So basically, uh, they, they reach uh, the, the 10% in 2009, the, and uh, they reach the maximum consensus. It was uh, two years ago, in uh, 2019, when they reached the 20% at the European level, uh, with 7 million uh, votes. But what is, what is interesting is that the, the Green Party, it's... It's also a government coalition at uh, at a local level because they are like uh, eleven in eleven lander. They are in a, in a government, and sometimes they create alliance with the CDU, the the SPD, or or both. So it's it's interesting to to see that they switch progressively the anti-establishment position and. Uh, acquire a governmental role. In terms of voters, their main voters are young, so from 34 to 42 years old, basically, in a urban area with, uh, with higher income. And uh, it's one interesting aspect is that they have a lower impact in the East. Uh, in terms of, it's, it's interesting that in terms of membership, they have got 100 uh, thousand member and it's the fourth position in uh, in Germany. We mentioned before that they do, they completely reduced the anti-establishment approach and uh, they they reduce even also the the left 
dimension, so they don't consider themselves as a as a left party. Uh, but basically, they they aim to to reduce the the social injustice. Uh, their program is based on the climate change, the gender inequality. Uh, an important role is the immigration, with a, that should be solved with a with a better integration, and also an approach in tech and digitalization is quite important for for them. So it's uh, it's something new that what they did in the past, and also they covered the theme of uh, the topic of Europe. So they they believe in Europe. And uh, they they think that Europe could be uh, one of the main uh, driver of of growth in uh, in the future. Uh, finally, one um, one aspect that is that is important is that they they care a lot about the women and the young. So they did uh, several acts in the sense, and the programs shows those 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 aspects quite significantly. Um, Finally, what it's what is interesting to understand is the possible results in the future. So that we saw uh, last week that the CDU uh, got a new a new president, and this could influence uh, it's Armin Lachey. It could influence the next election uh, because uh, in in September the. Um, the Green Party could reach the second position and have possibility to create alliance with the CDU, and maybe it's it's a possibility. Obviously, it's not clear. They could even uh, got the the main position inside of of the government. We will see in the future. Another aspect that could could be interesting to analyze is the European uh, European dimension because we mentioned the three different system but uh, every time that the Green Party got a great electoral result was during the European election and uh, that was was true and also in the last election so we've got the European Green Party that we've got a significant results they they got the 10 percent uh, but they are not inside of the von der Leinen uh, government. So they, out, they are out of the coalition at, at, a, European, at a European level. Now I would like to, to move to some general questions in order to better understand the difference between uh, the three countries. So um, I, will, I will start uh, with, uh, with a general questions in order to understand what is the rule uh, of the ambientalist uh, movement inside of your countries. Uh, so uh, I will start from uh, from Ashley. I would like to ask you, Ashley, in general, uh, in those periods, the, the environmental topic uh, cover an important part in the public debate. And in general, do the people care about it? Yeah, I think in France, I mean, it's it's kind of like across Europe, obviously, and it's a it's a big trend, but definitely in France. Um, I think one of the interesting things that's happened in France recently is that the uh, French government, so Emmanuel Macron, created a uh, French uh, citizen panel on climate change and on the environment. So he basically, the government took 150 French citizens um, by... Um, Sorry, randomly, um, and then they all—they've pretty much come up with 50 uh, sort of uh, proposed legislations, 
um, I think. And then uh, Macron only has the ability to veto three of them. He has to go forward with the other one. So it shows that uh, for people, um, it's very important. And the government wants to show that they also want people, the citizens, to be part of this um, movement. Obviously, trying to uh, show uh, how well democracy works and so on and so forth. But that's another topic. But so it's a big, uh, a big subject. You know, um, it's it's uh, definitely in the mindset of, of of young people, especially. Um, just thinking about the European elections, right? I saw a, um, an IFOP, um, uh, uh, sorry, an IFOP, uh article saying that uh, 25% of young voters voted for the Green Party. So, um, very, very well on that side. The young people want the Green Party to be in, in, in a position of power. And so it's very encouraging for them. Um, so it's, it's definitely becoming a big thing in, in, in France and will continue to do so, um, especially more and more as, um, you know, non-Green uh, Party governments um, put uh, the environment at the center of their policies. Yeah, thank you very much. Now I would like to understand basically uh, what's going on in Italy and um, again in that sense I would like to, to ask you Eduardo uh, what is the importance of the green topic in Italy and uh, if the Friday for Future movement, uh, what is the impact of the Friday for Future in Italy and if this could, could a little bit change the situation? Yeah, thank you very much for the question, actually, Arturo, because uh, the situation of the Friday for Future in Italy uh, is really, really interesting because uh, the movement that happened at the end of the 2019 was really, really huge in Italy, uh, as you can imagine. And uh, actually, Greta Thunberg came in Turin, my, my, my city, and we had a huge uh, protest against, uh, I mean, in favor of, uh, against climate change, in favor of... Uh, uh, change in politics and uh, however we have to say that uh, it didn't change almost anything in the political spectrum the green parties didn't seem like uh, gaining any kind of uh, of increase in support and uh, actually if we see um, the last news the green parties seem also losing a bit uh, um, the the amount of uh, votes that they were actually gaining in the past years and uh, I think that this is caused by mainly by the, um, the situation, the current political and also social situation that we have in Italy, but also all around the world with the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Um, in Italy now, for example, we have also a huge uh, political uh, uncertainty. And this is because of uh, the government in Italy, which is really, really weak. And we are going to face uh, uh, the new wave of uh, European found uh, with the uncertainty uh, about uh, the future of our government and uh, if it is going to be able to actually achieve some important reforms uh, that Italy is, needed, uh, is needing since uh, a lot of years. So I think that the main reason for uh, the drop of consensus uh, for the Green parties and actually, I would say, the second stage, not, not the first, not, not the most important. Uh, um, I, I, I think this is the reason also why um, for Italians, uh, green politics uh, and green issues are not really the first uh, most important uh, topics to talk about uh, in current times uh, uh, in their countries. Exactly. But it's 
quite different in uh, in Germany because, for instance, we have one of the main leader of the Friday for Future movement, that is Luisa Neubauer, and she's really close to the to the Green Party. Uh, she's kind of a member of the Green Party, even if she she moves several critics to to the party because she's asking. Uh, She's asking more, but in Germany we can see that there is a connection between the traditional party, as the Green Party is, and the new movement such as Friday, Friday for Future. But we need to understand what is the future of uh, of those movements uh, and how they will they will affect the the political um, structure. Uh, it's interesting because in this period, of course, as you said, Eduardo. The, the topic were, were a little bit covered by, by the pandemic. And uh, I would like now to, to move to, to the future, future outlook. So starting from, from Ashley, um, we, we saw last year that in France, the Green got significant results at a local level. But what do you think uh, as a national level what could happen uh, in the next uh, election yeah it's uh, it's it's an interesting time um if you look in history as i mentioned in my introduction of this um, you know green movement it's always up and down so if you follow this trajectory uh you know the the, the next election the presidential election in 2022 um could be a, a, a catastrophe um, but maybe not. Um, there's an important, significant election before this, which is the regional elections. It's happening this year. It's traditionally the uh, the election that gets the least turnout. It's you know the least important, we'll say. Um, but for the Green Party, um, it, it it would really what they do in this regional election uh, will solidify you know whether they're a real you know extremely strong party with a solid base or are they just a party that you will continuously do well in European and local um, municipal elections. So this will be very important. Um, what's very important also is that the regional councils in France have a lot of uh, um, a lot of importance. Say you know they have a lot to say on the um, sort of green topics, right? So transport, infrastructure, um, uh, food in canteens, so on and so forth. So it's 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 an important position anyway. So depending on how that it goes, uh, it will affect the presidential election. No one really hopes, you know, it, it, it would be inconceivable to have a green uh, you know, president at this point in time. I think that would be impossible. What is possible is through a coalition uh, with the Socialist Party, which is very possible, to then get close to, um, to at least the second round of elections. Basically, the mayor of Paris right now, who is socialist, is basically in an alliance with the Green Party. That's how she became mayor. And she's pretty much the front runner to be the uh, socialist candidate. So, yeah, depending on how she does, uh, it could be extremely positive for the Green Party. Um, but, yeah, at the, at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's a marginal movement that's more uh, um, provocating, uh, provoking sorry, thought and, um, uh, you know, uh, reflection on green topics more than, you know, realistic presidential candidates. But still, uh, the outlook is very green for them in other elections, and, um, yeah, I think it will be also announceable in, um, in terms of how many people support them and, and so on and so forth.
Thank you very much, Ashley, uh, for for your point of view. I I think that something could happen even uh, even in Germany. Uh, so as I mentioned before, uh, the Germany is growing in terms of consensus, and in in the next election they could uh, play a significant role. I would like to mention one one of the main leader that could uh, could be part of this 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 change. That is Charlotta Berbuk. That she is the co-president of the Green Party. She's 30, 38 years old, and uh, the Green Party um, have two co-president uh, of two different sects. And uh, she she is one of the main leader of the Green Party. And uh, in their future, uh, she could play a significant role in the creation of the next the next government. Now I would like to to switch and move to to Italy. Uh, in Italy, we don't have we don't have all this clear information because it's not exactly clear when is going to be the next the next election, and we don't have all those clues that we saw in uh, in France and and Germany. But I would like to ask you, Eduardo, what do you think that could happen in uh, in the future election? And I would like to add one aspect. Do you think that in Italy we need uh, a green party, as or a proper green party with uh, with a great consensus? That's a really really interesting question. Uh, concerning the future of green parties in Italy, uh, I'm, I don't really think that uh, at current status, at least, uh, we will never have a strong green party. But rather, we we're gonna have see. Uh, grow importance of green uh, and more sustainable politics uh, in mainstream parties. I mean, saying mainstream parties in Italy uh, is a bit strange since uh, uh, most of parties are really young in Italy, they are less than uh, 30 years old, as compared to other European countries. This uh, would be considered really, really young. Anyways, uh, I think that uh, the Green Party uh, in Italy, but uh, not only in Italy, will need to uh, take a more uh, liberal turn in order to gain uh, consensus. And this is because uh, um, I don't see in the political uh, uh, proposals of the Green parties anything uh, uh, constructive. They most of the time really um, try to, I mean, tend to destroy the status quo, which can be good actually, but uh, they, they lack uh, when it comes to actually propose something alternative. And uh, in Italy, we actually see that uh, really, really often. Also, uh, I want to give a more uh, personal view on this topic. I come from Turin. Turin uh, um, now as a major who is from Movimento Cinque Stelle. And uh, she is uh, really, really linked with uh, more environmental um, politics. But we're going to get we're going to have uh, the election next uh, April and the Green Party, uh, which is formed and based on some people coming from the party of the of the major um, seems to really lack of any any kind of proposal any kind of serious uh, uh, proposal uh, for for the future of the city and um, this can actually be broadened up to the more uh, broader italian political spectrum uh, where the situation is more or less uh, the same with a party which is weak which is uh, not able to propose anything serious and to make it visible to make itself visible uh, in the public uh, in the public um, stage of politics 
Thank you very much. And uh, in conclusion, I have a brief question for you guys. So just 10, 20 seconds, but I would like to have your opinion. We discussed about the Green Party, analyzing the history and basically the political structure. But I would like, would, would like to ask you, in the future, uh, so in 10 years, do you think that uh, there will be a Green Party as we imagine today or the Green Topic will be covered by all the, the party inside of the political system? Um, in my opinion, very quickly, I think there will be a Green Party. I think there will always be, uh, at least in the sort of 50 years, I don't know, but uh, there will always be a Green Party for the simple reason that the traditional parties will probably never go far enough in the opinion of true hardcore sort of environmentalists. So you always have people to uh, to um, you know be on the other side um, again pushing them forwards, and that's why I think in ten years down definitely still be a green party, even if uh, the traditional parties will have much greener politics. Yeah, I agree with uh, with what uh, Ashley said. Um, I think that in good democracies uh, you will always need a more extreme point of view when it comes to certain policy to, to certain policies like uh, environmental policies and uh, yeah we will ever we will always have uh, green um, parties uh, which are going to be really really linked to my opinion to certain kind of topics and uh, if they are going to be able to to keep the focus on those topics and and not uh, like uh, um, take too much uh, ground for uh, social politics uh, then they're going to be really successful Otherwise, uh, I think that they were going to be just uh, englobed by the left wing in some cases or the more liberal and right wing in other cases parties. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much. We saw that basically the, the influence of those Green Party could be direct or, or indirect. So uh, in the recent year, we saw that the Green Party affect also other, other political uh, party. And we saw the greenwashing of the CDU and also Macron took, uh, took the green um, topic more seriously. So it's important that the Green Party could affect our life directly or indirectly. And that I think that is something really, really important, at least for us that I think care about the environment and the environment protection. So thank you very much, guys. I hope you, you enjoyed our, our podcast and you, you had um, an overview of the Green Party in, uh, in Europe and what could be the future of those topics. Thank you again and uh, see you in two weeks. Bye, guys.